get clarity on what it is, right? So number one, get clear on what your goal is. Too often people are confused or, you know, they're chasing multiple goals. Get really crystal clear on what your goals are. Write them down. You're 90% more likely to achieve something if you, if you write it down, right? So write those things down. I revisit my goals on the daily. When I wake up in the morning, I have a whole routine. As long as I'm at home, I do this every day where, you know, I say my prayers and then I jump right into what I'm speaking into existence. What am I creating? Again, I don't know how I'm going to do all these things, but I know these are my goals. This is what I'm, I'm going after. I don't know how in the world it's ever going to come to be, but I just know that it's going to happen. And, and the more you revisit those goals and do it with a passion and an excitement and a curiosity that, you know, wow, I, I don't know. I'm going to be looking for, you know, whatever inspired thought I can get to how I'm going to achieve this. I still don't have all the answers on how it's going to happen, but embracing that, you know, along, along the journey of your life and keeping it top of mind is really important and keeping focused and, and in manifesting these opportunities. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Coffee, bacon, tobacco, pine trees. Is there anything that smells better? Believe it or not, there is, and it's a fresh leather holster. If you stop by craftholsters.com, you'll open the door to a safe and comfortable carry, not only for yourself, but your entire family. Look, they've got holsters for both concealed, open carry, semi-autos, revolvers, righties, and of course, they have some holsters for you too, lefties. And all of that at a reasonable price. You gotta go check them out at craftholsters.com. Heather, you're a mom, you're a top 50 keynote speaker, you're a best-selling author, not once, but twice. And then that's just so far. Plus, you're the host of the Creating Confidence podcast, you're a coach, and so much more. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Oh, um, not good. I had a really tough upbringing, grew up very poor, uh, grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts, and um, the, the struggle was real. Yeah. 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 I came from the, the broken home. And, and when I was reading your books, um, you know, you talk about your story and you go into such depth in that. And it's so good. Um, you know, you spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder and you did extremely well. And then 2017 comes, you get fired at age 43. Like when that happened, what goes through your mind and how did you like, what did you do next? I was devastated. I am very much a type A overachiever. So I'd never been fired from anything in my life. And I had done an incredible job at that company. And I had just been named one of the most influential women in radio. So I was shocked. And um, I basically went under a weighted blanket, right? I was, I was, my anxiety was off the charts. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had signed an 18 month non-compete, non-solicit, which meant in order to get into the C-suite, which was where I had been, I yeah. had to forego any opportunity to ever um, remain in the industry for 18 months if I ever left the um, company. I never thought I was getting fired. So I thought, yeah, no problem to sign that. You know, I wasn't looking to compete against them. But when you find yourself fired and with an 18-month non-compete, it was clear to me that I had to start over as a beginner somewhere. And yeah. that idea was really scary because I had been in the media business for so long. I knew everybody. I mean, I knew that business inside and out and I had to leave and, and basically start over as a rookie. And it was, um, it was an intimidating moment in time for me, for sure. So scary, I, I think. And I'm 43 right now. And so I'm like going, man, if, if, and I still work for a corporate job and it's not my my purpose to, to be there, but I know that things like that happen all the time. Me as an employee, I'm just a number. It can happen at any moment. Man, in your book, 
creating our confidence creator came out in 2018. It, it shortly after it seems like and it immediately goes to number one business biographies on Amazon. This had to help you with your confidence a little bit there. Well, in chapter 28, though, you talk about finding your voice. And in order to get something that you want, you just have to ask. And I think there's so many people that just don't ask. But how can folks find their voice and find that courage to really ask for what they want? Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it started with journaling, right? The more you can listen to your own intuition and be real with yourself, you know, the more you can start amplifying that voice within yourself and then ultimately, you know, take it out to market, take it to, to wherever you want to go. But yeah. that's really where I found my own voice was through journaling, getting real with myself. And as I would do that, um, I started noticing patterns across my life as well, because when you journal, you give yourself basically a roadmap of your life so that you can look back and see oh, wow, I've done this before. I've been in this situation before. And so I personally had noticed that I wasn't asking for things that I wanted. I was waiting for people to give me permission. And when I had that revelation, I thought, this buck stops here. No way am I going to wait anymore for somebody else to say, take this stage. Why don't I just go up and ask, hey, can I take that stage next? Come on. And as I began doing that, doors started opening for me. Opportunities started aligning for me. And and I just realized that, you know, I missed a ton of opportunities in my career because I wasn't bold and asking the worst that someone's going to say to you is no. And oftentimes they, they won't even say no. They might just say not now or, you know, thanks for letting me know you're interested in that. I had no idea. I'll keep you in mind for the next opportunity. But definitely um, journaling was a great way to amplify that inner voice. And then taking small steps towards bigger goals will give you that momentum that you need to start asking for big things. Hmm. That's so good. And I think just if people can just find that power to, to just ask, I mean, a lot of, I've been blessed to speak with just amazing people on my podcast, like yourself and Ed Milet and things like that. And people ask me, well, how did you get those guys? Well, I simply just asked and, and I, sure I get like ignores sometimes when I send the DMS cause it's flooded, but I do get those occasional, Hey, yes, or not right now type conversations going. And I love that uh, perspective on that. When I was looking at your website, you've got this awesome thing called the, the Monahead Method. And it's an awesome free resource. And one of the things that you talked about on there recently was achieving kind of that work-life balance. Being a mom, how do you achieve your your you know family time and being that super mom and then also having that kind of entrepreneur lifestyle at the set on the at the same time? I mean, that's not easy, right? That's yeah. Definitely not easy. However, my son's 15, so it's a lot easier now. Okay. It was very hard when my son was young though. Um, right. You know, at 15, my son has his own life, right? He plays basketball every day after school. He has all his own friends. So he's got his own, he's very, very busy. And, and I'm so proud of him for having, you know, all those interests and all those friends. But when he was young, it was very, very hard traveling, um, traveling for work, you know, him crying, not wanting me to leave, having to stay with a, a babysitter. Those days were very, very challenging, but they give me strength now because anytime that I struggle you know, in a moment with, oh gosh, my son's getting home so late and I have to make him dinner. I'm like, oh, hit the brakes for a second. Give yourself some perspective. This is nothing compared to what it used to be. And it also, for him, you know, it's taught him a number of different things. You can trust and count on different people other than just your parents, right? So he's formed great relationships with people that he's needed to rely on when I've been traveling or out of town. And then he also he watches the struggle and then he watches the resilience and he watches, you know, that no quit factor. And so he's taken a lot of that on himself. And now I see 
with his ambitions the other day, my son's big into basketball. I came home and he, he had created of his own volition, nothing to do with me, his own, um, this board, vision board that he created around him going to the NBA and the colleges he was going to go to and the championships he's going to win. And when I saw it, I said, where did this come from? He said, mom, if you want something to happen, you have to start speaking it into an existence. And I am writing these goals down and I am creating them and I am making them happen. And I was just so proud of him to see this initiative that he's taking on, you know, through his own, his own life. What a cool thing to have him do at such a, a young age as well. Well, I'll be looking for him for the NBA draft here and, you know, <laughs> eight years or something like that. That's awesome. So cool for him to do that vision board. My daughter's 13 and she's just now starting to get into that. Hey, should I be journaling? Should I, you know, be praying about certain things, dad, and, and having those deep conversations, uh, such a fun age at that time. One of the terms that you have on your website, which I thought was really cool, is is boss in heels. What does that term mean for you? Yeah, when I was growing up, the boss was always the old white guy in a blue pantsuit. And so, you know, I remember people would always tell me, oh, you can't make it to the C-suite. Oh, you can't do this, you know, because you're a woman or, you know, you grew up poor or you look different. You have blonde hair, whatever it was. I was always told why I couldn't make it, why I couldn't do it. And, and those things would motivate me to say, Okay, really? Watch me. Like, you're going to see what's going to happen, and I'm going for it. And so I would be motivated by all these people telling me what their self-limiting beliefs were. And when I ultimately made it to the C-suite and had a lot of success in corporate America, I realized, you know what? This is so wrong that I ever bought into any of these beliefs, that people were pushing all this bad knowledge on me. I want to be the antithesis of that, and I want people to know I don't care if you have purple hair. I don't care if you wear sneakers and ripped jeans to work. I don't care what your sexual preferences or religious preference are. You can be whatever you want to be if you choose to be that. Like, don't let other people tell you. So that's where the hashtag boss and heels came from, which is, yeah, you can be a boss and rock heels and, and you can be a boss and rock flip-flops. It doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. And for me, I love the, that I'm a woman. I love dressing, you know, in beautiful outfits and with heels. And when I was younger, I kind of leaned away from that because I was buying in a little bit to this whole, you know, theory that you had to be a man to succeed. So I needed to be more, you know, masculine. And I guess I'm just at a place in my life now where I celebrate who I am and I want other people to celebrate who they are because the more you step into who you truly are in an unapologetic fashion, the stronger and more powerful you're going to become. Man, that's so good. You know, I love that, that perspective on things. And, you know, I came from the broken home and all this craziness and then, but it wasn't until I realized that like my past and other people's opinions of me didn't define my future that I was like, oh, now I can make an impact. Now I don't have to worry about what other people are saying about me. And, and that was a, that was a big change in my life. Once I realized that there, I, I want to jump into your newest book though, cause it's so good. Uh, Overcome your villains it, chapter 11 though. You talk about this 30 day plan that you to achieve success and creating this 30 day grid, which I thought was really cool. I, I mean, I'm a big highlighter. So I like probably highlight half of your book while I was reading it. It's so good in there. What's the first thing that folks need to do in order to really achieve their goals? Get clarity on what it is, right? So number one, get clear on what your goal is. Too often people are confused or, you know, they're chasing multiple goals. Get really crystal clear on what your goals are. Write them down. You're 90% more likely to achieve something if you, if you write it down, right? So write those things down. I revisit my goals on the daily. When I wake up in the morning, I have a whole routine. As long as I'm at home, I do this every day where, you know, I say my prayers and then I jump right into what I'm speaking into existence. What am I creating? 
again, I don't know how I'm going to do all these things, but I know these are my goals. This is what I'm, I'm going after. I don't know how in the world it's ever going to come to be, but I just know that it's going to happen. And, and the more you revisit those goals and do it with a passion and an excitement and a curiosity that, you know, wow, I, I don't know. I'm going to be looking for, you know, whatever inspired thought I can get to how I'm going to achieve this. I still don't have all the answers on how it's going to happen, but embracing that, you know, along, along the journey of your life and keeping it top of mind is really important and keeping focused and, and in manifesting these opportunities. Hmm. Yes. Come on. That's so good. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene and Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month and we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. You got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Brows Body and Ink, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Brows Body and Ink at pnwmobilemassage.com. Um, you've got this kind of once in a lifetime opportunity thing going on right now, the elite mastermind. You're only taking 20 people into this mastermind there. For those who don't know about it though, can you deep dive into like, what, what is this about? Like how do, what's the journey you're going to take folks on through this? Yeah. One of the things I, I love that I'm so blessed that I get to do for a living. I get to help people and help them achieve their goals. It's the most incredible thing in the world. It's so exciting every day. And, you know, I get a lot of DMs from people on social media asking, hey, can, how do I replicate what you've done in the speaking business? Hey, how do I launch a, a successful podcast? How do I launch a personal brand? People want to know how to do these things. So ultimately, I was doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I, there's just there's no way you're going to be able to help enough people. So this is why I only changed it into a group program. It's a one-year-long program. It's the only way to work directly with me. Um, live. We're doing two live in-person events in Miami. We're doing a multitude of bi-weekly Zoom meetings, trainings. We have this incredible group that's formed that's, you know, all these like-minded individuals who are pushing each other to get to that next level, none of which know exactly how they're going to do it, but just have this belief and commitment to want to be a part of a team. We're all so much stronger when, you know, we work in community and, and with other like-minded people. So it's just this incredible experience too. If you're really ready to push yourself to go to that next level, check it out. It's at my website, heathermonaghan.com. It's a mastermind link. You can apply. And I'm, you know, some people who can't get into this one, obviously there's other smaller programs that will happen during the year um, that we can um, share with you, but it's definitely an incredible life-changing experience. Your life will be totally different next year when you look back on, on the mastermind. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm so pumped for the folks that are going to be going through that class with you there or that mastermind there with you. Uh, as a podcaster, I always love talking with other podcasters because I love to understand like you've got this amazing podcast, the Creating Confidence uh, podcast. It drops one to two times a week. And when I was looking back to see when you first started this thing, it was May of 2019. And the first guest you had on there was Gary V. Like, how cool is that? Like, why did you decide to start this podcast? How did you get connected with Gary V? And how does podcasting helped you in your business? Yeah, so I Googled, I wrote my first book and it came out in 2018, as you mentioned, Confidence Creator. And I Googled, how do you sell books? And it said speak, which has been easy for me. I've been speaking for 20 years in corporate America. And then it also said go on podcasts. So I did both. I started speaking a ton to promote my book. And then I started going on podcasts just to promote the book sales. 
And that led to, you know, data doesn't lie, right? So you always want to analyze any data that you can access. And what I started seeing was a lot of these shows that I would go on, the episode that I was on would do incredibly well. So to me, I thought, hmm, there's something here. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something here, like whether it's the topics we're talking about, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But then I'll never forget, I was in LA doing the Lady Gang. And at the time, they were owned by Podcast One. And I thought, you know what, I need to get to the CEO of Podcast One because I kind of have a feeling maybe I need my own show. And so I called in after I was still in LA for a couple of days doing different things. And that show had done really, really well. It was top 10 on the, the society and culture chart. And so I called into their office. I asked the CEO. I got through to him. And I said, listen, this is Heather Monaghan. You just allowed me to be on, you know, your huge show, Lady Gang, this week. The episode did incredible. It would mean the world to me if I could come over and just thank you personally um, and in person since I'm here local right now this week. He said, yeah, sure, stop by, you know, no problem. So I stopped by. That conversation turned into a two-hour conversation. And by the end, he offered me my own show, which um, my show originally launched with Podcast One. He since sold the company, um, you know, it was a couple of years ago. But it was this great friendship that formed out of, you know, really just stopping by to thank somebody for the opportunity they had given. He's someone who wants to pay it forward and, and, and help other people. So that was an incredible experience and gave me, you know, a team of people to work with initially to teach me the, the podcasting business. And one of the things I knew is that it's very oversaturated, very competitive. And if I wanted to make a difference, one of the ways, one of the ways, it's not the only way is to, you know, access massive guests. And again, I, I will keep saying that that is not the only way, right? Because there's right. plenty of times I have, I do solo episodes without guests anymore. And those are my best perform. Those have downloaded more than Gary Vee's episode, which is so, it's so interesting. You never know what's going to work or what people are going to, you know, resonate with or not until you test and try. Yeah. But at that point in time, I thought, okay, I want the biggest guest I can get. And I thought to myself, who is the biggest podcast guest out there? And I thought, Gary Vee, go big or go home. If you can get this guy, it'll be um, amazing. And so like anything, if I lock in on it, I'm going to find a way because I'm relentless in my pursuit to get things done. And so I took a Google alert out on Gary Vee. And the next day I woke up and I got, when you take a Google alert out on someone, they message you what is going on with them in the news. Yeah. And so I received a message saying Gary Vee has launched a new company. It's called Empathy Wines with his partner, you know, in some obscure name, some man I had never heard of before. And I thought, you know what? I bet, and I'd already been messaging Gary for months trying to see if I could get, you know, a meeting with him and never got a response. And so, um, again, like I had been told no, essentially many times crickets, you know, no response. Yep. So I went to LinkedIn where I have a profile and I have an established level of credibility. So for anyone listening, you know, go to LinkedIn, establish your brand, show up so that when you do message people, they know you're, you're the real deal. And so I messaged this man who was, Gary Vee's new partner for Empathy Wine. And I just sent him a DM and said, Hey, I'm Heather Monahan. I don't know if you know who I am, but I got a tremendous amount of business experience. I have brought um, products in the food and beverage marketplace um, to market, specifically in Massachusetts, had tremendous success there. I'd love to walk you through some of the do's and don'ts around launching a new alcohol brand. Um, if you ever have 15 minutes to jump on a call, I'd love to do it and, and give you a little guidance. He immediately DM me back and said, oh my gosh, yeah, any day this week, like I've never done anything like this before. I'd really appreciate your help. We jumped on a call. His name's Trouty. And it turns out we were both from New England. Like we had so much in common. And I genuinely stayed on the phone with him for one hour, just teaching him everything that I knew about the wine business. 
And at the end of the call, he said, this has been so incredibly helpful. I've got to pay you back some way. How can I ever repay you for this? And I said, oh, great. Get Gary V, your partner, to be a guest on my new show. And he said, oh, man, touche. Well done. All right. I'll go talk to Gary. And- Come on. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what a way. Our, our mutual friend, Jordan Montgomery, just made a post today about gratitude and, and, and kind of putting that out there. And for you to step in like that and then land this interview with Gary, how cool is that, man? Wait, no, but you know what's funny? Um, what's funny is that you just mentioned Jordan and, and that post. So earlier today, I'm like obsessed with Jordan. He's the best human totally. being ever in the world. Right? I'll do anything for that guy. So I'm always supporting his post um, just intentionally because I want to support him in small ways that I can. And so the algorithm knows, you know, so whenever I turn my phone on, he's always the first post to come up. Well, I was listening. Sometimes I'm busy and I don't listen to his stuff and I just write like great job or whatever. But this time I was, I was listening to his post and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. What he was saying for everyone listening was basically that to establish trust in any relationship, business relationship or otherwise, what a great way to do it is to be a person who leads with gratitude, who shares things they're grateful for, because someone who is grateful for a lot of things is, a tr- is viewed as a trustworthy person. I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm listening. I'm like, this is actually how I did. I'm not strategic about it. I'm not like Jordan thinking, oh, I'm going to get people to trust me. That's just who I am. And so I wrote in the comments, I'm like, oh my God, this is me. I can't believe it. And he hates that I'm not humble all the time. So I knew he would love that. Yeah. Us. <laughs> I was cracking up when I saw your posting. That was so funny. <laughs> so good. Uh, one of your, your latest episodes, you talked about your trip to church and the story that you talked about with your, your pastor talking about the four minute mile and things. It was such an incredible episode. Oh, that, that just can't, you know, it's so funny. This is so embarrassing, but I'll tell you anyways. I listened to that episode last night. I listened to my own episodes and I loved it. I thought it was so good. It is good. Like, you know, and I'm a Jesus follower as well. Like how does your faith play into your business decisions? Oh my gosh. It's a really good question. So in corporate America, in the circle I was running in, faith was not to be discussed. It was right. not open, and, and, but it, it was well known. You don't talk about God at work. You don't talk about your religion at work. There were, and, and sadly, I never questioned, you know, I just thought accept it and move on, you know. However, cut to Jordan, as you mentioned, invited me to a Maxwell event where everything was about religion and business combined and being good and being grateful. And I just, I had this seismic shift in my mind that, wow, I was around the wrong people in the wrong environment and this whole other world existed. I just didn't know it existed. So for anyone listening, if you feel like you have to separate your beliefs from your work, it doesn't have to be that way. There is a way to bring everything together. And I truly believe that's the best way to do it, right? So, um, but I've had to learn the hard way by doing it and accepting what I thought was the only thing that existed until you walk out of those rooms, you're not going to find the rooms like I found with Jordan at the Maxwell event. Uh, yeah. To me today, I think it's a really important part to, and you know, listen, seeking you shall find, ask, right? We gotta, we gotta be asking. So God is definitely my number one, you know, spirit that I'm asking every day. God, please show me the way. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how this is all going to unfold. I surrender to you. Your plan is greater than mine. I know this. I know I'm put on this planet and on this earth to help others to make the world a brighter place. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that, God. So please give me the inspired thought, the 11th hour miracles and the signs to help show me where you want me to go, um, you know, in Jesus name. And and so every day I'm asking God those questions. I'm asking for that direction and that, that advice. And I I believe I'm divinely led, you know, as a result. And, and I, I hope to continue to be. 
Oh, it's, it's so good. I, I'm a Maxwell certified coach as well. And, and just a big fan of, of John Maxwell and um, attended the, his event virtually just this year, but uh, um, it was so cool to just see him speak and do his service that he did and, and things like that. And, and faith really is for me, everything, you know, decision wise, business wise, everything like that, it has to be the forefront for you. Like here we are, we're in April, the end of April, 2023. Like what are you most excited about right now? What's going up next for you? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm excited about life. Like it's so exciting. Like you just never know what's going to happen next, you know, and that just that unknown for a long time, unknown was really scary to me, but now I see it as so incredibly exciting because if I look back five years ago, I didn't know I was going to write one book, much less two. I didn't know I was going to be speaking on stages all around the world, not even in the United States. I didn't know that I would be creating community to help people reach and achieve their goals. I didn't know I'd be meeting people like John Maxwell and, you know, getting invited to these different programs. So all of this unknown ended up being this incredible blessing in my life. So that just gives me that momentum and excitement to, well, what is that next unknown? I don't know. I'm going to keep swinging for the fences. I'm still trying to make confidence creator into a movie. I still want my own TV show. And I've had countless meetings with E and Bravo and so many and Netflix. So I'm, I'm always working on, I'm working on my third book, The Secret Artist Skipping the Line. But I'm always working on different things and depending on timing and what door opens at the right time, I feel like those things will, they'll come, you know, they'll come together when they're meant to be. And I don't know exactly what to go, but I can't wait to see what, you know, what it is next. I'm just as excited as you are. Yeah, come on. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Heather, this has been such an amazing conversation. You're an absolute world changer. Thank you so much for taking time, especially doing this last minute. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, last minute is the best for me. It worked out perfect. So thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you for bringing the good word out. And I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.